Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Well, today, Kim and I are here with our friend Camry, our Instagram friend, hoping to meet in real life this year. Yes. Camry is at Our Family Passport on Instagram. I just learned that she's an art history professor, which I think is rad, and I want to take her classes. Camry, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, so I am the mom to a blended family of six. We have four kids. It's a little bit of a yours, mine, and ours dynamic, so we're a circus at all times. Um, I love to travel. I grew up traveling, and I love traveling with my family. I think that even though I'm a teacher, that the a classroom should have more than four walls and that should be the world and you should be able to get out and explore. And so um, we have done over 45 countries as a family and my little kids have been to over half of those and I just love traveling. But I will say that we love Disney and my first memories of traveling as a child with my family were to Disneyland. So I have like such nostalgia for going to Disneyland with, you know, when you're, I was the oldest my parents didn't have tons of money, but they scrimped and saved and we went to Disneyland. And so I, um, when we were little, my parents didn't have tons of money. And so that's what we, that's what we did. So I'm so excited to be on here talking today about Disney and how to do it more for less. Um, I'm so, I think points and miles are so important because they can stretch your budget in ways that you can't even believe. Disneyland, Kim. Yes. Did you hear that? Disneyland. I heard it. I heard it. It's okay. We can still be friends, can we? Can we still be friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. It's okay. I like both. But you know, I live on the East Coast. So. Yes. Do you know what? I actually like Disney World better too now. But like, I, <gasps> Sam, did you heart, hear that? My heart is nostalgic for Disney. I thought we had I an agreement. Yes. <laughs> well, I love that you figured out a way to take your family on vacations more with yes. points and miles. I mean, for sure. I mean, all three of us would probably say that it's changed so much about our day-to-day lives with our family. So without a doubt, it's revolutionized the ability to, and we have, there's six of us that gets freaking expensive really fast. Uh-huh. And it's even so, more impressive that you're doing it with six of you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but I'm telling you what, it makes all the difference. And I'm so, I'm so thankful for that because mm-hmm. I think it's such an important thing to try to make those memories and see those things and experience different cultures and belief systems and everything. And so when you can do it for almost free, it's the best. Absolutely. Well, we were talking to you beforehand about how you use would use Marriott points for Disney. Right. Sam and I are, we talk a lot about how valuable Marriott points are. And so, um, especially when it comes to Disney. So we thought it would be fun to chat with you a little bit about that so we can you know, enlighten people on why Marriott is maybe an important program that they'd want to focus on. Um, We both stayed at the Dolphin um, using points. And so, uh, yeah, let's do a little deep dive. Okay. So here are my thoughts on Marriott points. And these are my honest to goodness thoughts. 
I think that Marriott is actually a really important program. I know that Hyatt in the travel hacking world kind of gets all of the attention. And I understand why. I think it's super awesome. Hyatt's program is great. Something that I love about Marriott is that it can work congruently with Hyatt. So you can be earning Marriott points at the same time or concurrently. And Marriott's global footprint is just way bigger. And there are some different offerings that you can get through Marriott that you can't get through Hyatt. So I really actually like using Marriott points for my Disney stays a lot of the time. Um, not always, but I do think that it's an important piece to the travel hacking puzzle that sometimes gets overlooked. So you mentioned the footprint. And for instance, mm -hmm. the Marriott's we talk about all the time are the deluxe resorts, right. the Swan and Dolphin, and the Disney Swan Right. The only way to use uh, your loyalty points on property at Disney is with Marriott points. Disneyland Paris, no Hyatt in sight. Yep. Several Marriott's within, I think, one train stop. Yep. Disneyland, there are Hyatt's, but there's the Marriott's are closer and yes. there are more of them. And there are so, more of them. Let's start with ways to earn Marriott points. Both Amex and Chase issue Marriott credit cards. Camry, do you prefer one over the other? Do you open Marriott cards from both banks? Tell us your story. Okay, so I am a big fan of opening up from both banks. I know that that opens up a whole can of worms because you have the charts and all the confusion and when, when you can actually apply and when you can get the welcome bonus or whatever. But I, I actually... Between my husband and I, we personally hold uh, six Marriott cards. So wow. we, I know, but the thing is, is we get those free night award certificates. So that mm -hmm. really, really makes up for it. Um, I, my thought on Marriott is Marriott is a long game and it's a long strategy. If you want to earn Marriott points long-term, I like to kind of play that long game. I know if I open a Marriott card now, I probably won't be able to open the Chase version of this card for 24 months and that's okay. So I like both of them. My current favorite card is the most expensive one. Um, but the reason why I like it is because, so it's the Brilliant, it's the Amex Marriott Brilliant card. I like it because it gives you that automatic platinum status and which is equivalent to Hyatt Globalist status. So it is expensive. The annual fee is expensive, but you get platinum status. So you get an automatic upgrade. You get, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know everything that you get, but you get all of the amazing benefits. You get breakfast and, and things like that. And so our, for our family of six, breakfast for six of us, you know, across five, six days, that, that adds up. So we really like that. And then you get that 85,000 point free night award certificate. So I love that card simply for the benefits. I suggest someone who's wanting to start getting into Marriott to start with the best bonus. That is my kind of thought process on it is you want to start with whatever card has the best bonus. Um, you can hold those two different cards at one time. You can get like right in a row, you can get the Amex business card. And then I think you can get the um, Brilliant. You can get them right close together and those are the only two cards you can get close together so if you want a ton of Marriott points right up front you can get the business and the the brilliant card so I like both for different reasons um I also upgraded my Marriott card my Chase Marriott card to the Ritz Carlton card and I love that uh -huh. because then tell you us get... why you would do that okay so I did that so that I could get that 50,000 point free night award certificate, which actually can be worth a ton of money if you use that at one of the deluxe resort stays. So you get a 
50,000 point certificate for Marriott or for Ritz-Carlton? So you get it. So Ritz-Carlton is part of the Marriott platform now, part of okay, their, okay. their, they're in their umbrella. So um, you get to use that award certificate at any Marriott property. It doesn't have to be a Ritz-Carlton property. So mm, I can use okay. that at any Marriott property that I want, which is fantastic. And then you also have like, you get a $300 airfare um, bonus that you can use on upgrades, see upgrades and stuff. So I love that card. And especially if you're wanting to use a free night award certificate at one of those three deluxe resorts on Disney World property, it's mm-hmm. rare, if ever, that you can use the 35000 free night award certificate there. But you can easily use the 50000 So, And which card can you upgrade to the Ritz-Carlton card? So you can get the Boundless, the uh-huh. Chase Boundless card. You can upgrade to the Ritz-Carlton card. I think you can do it after a year. I think after okay. you hold that card for at least a year, you can upgrade. And what's the annual fee on that card? Do you know? The annual fee, I think, is 350 Okay, three fifty, but you get a fifty thousand point certificate, and what else? Yes, and you get the three hundred dollar airfare oh, right. upgrade certificate, and you get all sorts of other really great things. It gives you gold status, so it's not uh-huh. platinum, but it still gives you some good status. Um, I really like it, but I'm a I'm a Marriott fan, so I stay at Marriott a lot. So for me, paying those annual fees, it's worth it because we religiously use those free night award certificates and make tons of money off of those every year. Do you mind if we go back really quick to the, which is the card that gives you the platinum status? What's it called? The Brilliant. The Brilliant. And that's an American Express. Mm-hmm. And the annual fee on that one's pretty high, right? What did it's you say? high. I think it's like 600. It's high. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Because I was mm-hmm. looking into it before we went to Disney because I was thinking, oh, it would be nice to like have free breakfast and yes. get a guaranteed upgrade. But yep. um, can you really quick tell us the other benefit? Like what are the things that offset that annual fee? So for me, the 85,000 award night certificate is a game changer. So we Mm -hmm. use that. We don't use that at Disney because um, we use that at places like the Phoenician in Arizona or the Ritz-Carlton Half Moon Bay. We'll use that at stays that would cost us $1,400 a night, like those really, really luxe stays. So if I wasn't staying at those properties, I wouldn't be paying that annual fee because it's really expensive, but we make sure that we're using that every year. We love, we, we obviously love to travel and that's, that's something that we value as a, I like nice resorts, especially when it's just my husband and I going places. Mm -hmm. And so if I, the way I look at it is if, okay, I'm staying at a $1,400 night hotel here, I'm getting this room totally for free. Um, and so I'm making $600 off of that at least. But I also like that you get 21 times the points on that card per dollar that you spend at a Marriott. So by wow. the time that it all adds up with your platinum status that you get and everything, it's 21 times the points. So if I'm not using points at a Marriott stay, but I am, I know I'm going to stay at a Marriott, which sometimes we don't use points, then I know that I'm getting a good return there. Okay. All right. Thanks for explaining that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is a question I always have, and you mentioned that some of the rules get a little funny between Amex Marriott so cards confusing. and Chase Marriott cards, <laughs> and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I mean, there's charts online you can look up, um, but do you have any tips for determining which cards you can open and which ones you can't, depending on what you have? Like, what would be your, okay? where would you point somebody? So, where would I point someone? The first thing, I actually think the charts make everything more confusing. <laughs> okay, and good. Because there <laughs> are, not just there, me. 
it's it's like statistics. There are a million different variations that you could have there. So I think the charts are so confusing. So here's what I like to do when it comes. I like to use the Chase qualification tool and the Amex qualification tool where you, American Express, you can kind of do their little, and I actually think it's called the qualification tool. I'm not, I can't remember, but it's when you log in and you look at the card and you can put in your information, it'll tell you if you are available for a welcome bonus or not. Before so you me, even bother before applying. Before you even you can, bother applying, yeah. before there's a hard pull to your credit. So I always like to do that. Something else, if I'm going and I'm going to apply for another Marriott card, I will always secure message, either a Chase representative or an American Express, depending on what direction I'm going. And I'll ask double, doubly, I'm just double checking. Do I qualify for this welcome bonus? Because I don't even want to mess with it if I don't. The, the standard rule is at present. And again, it changes, right? They, they, they're changing their program all the time. They just added Starwood and Ritz Carlton and stuff just a few years ago. So it, it changes, but, um, the only two that you can get within a 24 period of time together close is the Amex business and the Amex brilliant at present. Okay. So I know, I know that my merit strategy has to be long-term. If I'm planning on getting a chase card and I want that welcome bonus, I know I just have to wait 24 months and that's okay. I don't even mess with the charts because I have been using the merit program for nearly a decade and the charts are confusing to me. Okay. Those are all really good suggestions because I yeah. was thinking my only option was to go look at one of those charts and continue mm -hmm. to be confused. No, so, no. In fact, okay. I like the I like the qualification tools the best. Like, it just does this? Am I available? Am I? Can I get this right now? And honestly, I think they're going to switch it up. Is my personal? I feel like right. they're switching. They added new cards in a few months ago. I their program is always ever. It's always shifting, always changing, and so for me, I just don't even think the charts are worth my time and energy to try to figure those out. Okay, but looking at the chart, I thought. The basic rule was that you can generally earn a Marriott bonus from a bank every 24 months. That generally. is the general rule. If okay. you pair the business card with the brilliant, right now you're supposed to be able to get those really quickly. So what if I opened the Amex business Marriott card last mm -hmm. year? Could I open the brilliant right now? Yes, I believe and it, you can. Okay. Do you think it would reset the 24-month clock for me? In terms of the chase, if you wanted to get a chase card, it would reset the 24 month clock. It'll be in the okay. last, it's the last 24 months. It's like the rolling, it's almost like your 524. It's okay. like if you get a new card, all of a sudden that adds into that rolling, that rolling category. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. It's annoying. It's super annoying. But again, this is why I like to work on my Marriott strategy while I'm working on my Hyatt strategy mm -hmm. is that it's a long, it's a long game. It's not, and, and. I, I actually am not always opposed. Sometimes it's not the best to transfer, but I also, when it makes sense, I transfer my American Express points and my Chase points to Marriott. So you can pull from those different programs. You can pull from standard Chase points, Chase Marriott points, standard American Express points, and um, American Express Marriott points. You can pull from all four of those for your Marriott stays. I think there's a bonus right now. 50%. Yes, there is, and they have good bonuses. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They have really good bonuses, but you want to make sure sometimes the math doesn't work out in your favor to transfer. Sometimes it's better to actually book directly through the portal. Oh, I see. Because it could cost less points. Yes. So like in terms of Disneyland, most of the time it's actually cheaper to, if you're wanting to book Disneyland stays on in Marriott, like hang on, if you're wanting to book Marriott stays at Disneyland near 
near Disneyland, it actually, the math works out when you're going for value per point, almost always to book within the portal. The Chase portal? The Chase or the American Express portal. Yeah. Okay. So that's assuming, uh, unless you have a whole bunch of Marriott points. Yes. And if you have a whole bunch of Marriott points or if you have free night award certificates and you want to use those for sure. But um, like before right... you would transfer, yes. check to make sure. Yes. So right okay. now that courtyard that is like the hot, hot place to stay at Disneyland, it's right across. It's got that big pool, but it's a courtyard. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not your $1,400 a night or it's Carlton stays. It is 74,000 points a night. I just got on to look wow. out of curiosity. So Marriott points. That doesn't make sense to book through Marriott. If you have Chase or American Express points, you can get that same room for 20,000 points a night. What? So you want to do your math on that one. Um, What's the cash price? The cash price, it depends on the time of year. It's like the hot, hot place to stay. I actually don't recommend that one often because you can stay at the Sheraton just down the street. That's way less. You can get that with your free night award certificate. Um, but the cash price ranges anywhere from like $250 a night to $400 a night, depending on like, they have suites where you can have your whole family and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but I personally would never in a million years spend 74,000 points to stay at the courtyard there. I'm going to use that when I go to the St. Regis in Bora Bora, right? (laughs) You are? Yeah. (laughs) Following that trip. Since you're talking about Disneyland properties, Disneyland Marriott properties, this is so helpful. Let's segue into talking about once you have Marriott points, how to redeem them. Specifically, where do you like to redeem your Marriott points at Disneyland? At Disneyland. Okay, so there are a few kind of sweet spots for Marriott points at Disneyland. Um, The Spring Hill Suites Anaheim Main Gate can be a good option. Because Marriott has dynamic pricing, you want to just double check your dates. Occasionally, if there's a convention in town or something like that, it'll be really, um, it'll be like, what's the word that I'm looking for? The value isn't great. Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I've stayed there. Um, so that you can use uh, what I, so I like to try to use that 35,000 free night award certificate when I'm going to Disney, because for me, I'm like the hotels, they're fine. They're nice, but they're not way nice. Right. But it's a good value for me to use that. So I like to use the Spring Hill Suites, Anaheim Main Gate. You can use that there. I really, really, really like the new renovated Sheraton Park Hotel. It's within walking distance. It has a little Walgreens right on the corner. So I can get food for my kids. Um, They have a club section. So if you're platinum, you can get breakfast every morning. The upgraded rooms are great. You can see fireworks from that de- from that hotel. I really, really like that one. And it's a good value for your points. If you want a luxe stay, if you care about luxury stays near Disney, the JW is really nice and it's brand new and it's also within a decent amount of walking. It's a little bit further. The best bang for your buck is usually the Sheraton Garden Grove. That one you can't walk, so you need to bank on getting parking at the park if you're going to do that. But you can get that for about 20,000 Marriott points a night, which is a it, which is not a lot. I do like to double check the portals. And I always like to make sure makes I always like to make sure that I'm getting the best value and that I'm able to use my points the right way. Like I said, I know that that courtyard is like 
people love it and it's right there. It's with it less than three minutes to the front gates usually, mm-hmm. but 74,000 points a night is steep. Since we're talking about booking in the portal, can I ask, have you ever booked in the portal and then still been, um, like, do they still honor your status so benefits? What I have found is sometimes, and I know through American Express, you can put your loyalty number in, in the book. Oh, okay. Um, so if that is available, I will put my loyalty number in and that really helps. And if it isn't, I just make sure they know I'm platinum when I check in and I give my loyalty number and it almost doesn't ever matter. They, I think I've only had worldwide, I think I've had someone twice say something like, oh, well, you didn't actually book as a platinum member. But most of the time people are not, they don't, they don't care. They'll honor, they'll honor your platinum status regardless. Let's move to Disney World. What are your, some of your favorite Marriott properties? Okay. Well, obviously you're the three deluxe, right? You, that's so awesome. I love Mm -hmm. that because Disney Disneyland and Disney World stays on property are pricey. Even like their their budget versions are expensive. So obviously those are great options. And like I said, if you upgrade to the Ritz Carlton card, you can get that fifty thousand a night award certificate. That is a good good spot to use on those three stays because they usually they usually kind of hover around forty five to forty seven thousand points a night, depending mm-hmm. when and time of year. But let's say that you want to stay at a good neighbor hotel and you want to get best bang for your buck or the best bang for your points. I think that the cheapest option that's nearby, so you have a really short drive, is the Delta Orlando Celebration, and that's in Kissimmee. And that's that's an okay option, but it's, it's really budget-friendly. Another mm-hmm. budget-friendly option is the brand-new Residence Inn over in the Flamingo Crossings right there. And what I like about this property is that it has a full kitchen and it's right by the ESPN worldwide of sports. So it's a great location. It's great for budget. If you're wanting to make meals or whatever, it's a really, really good option. And right now I got on and looked and they're listed at 20 to 25,000 points a night. So that's for Marriott a steal. Yeah. Um, and those have free breakfast. Yes. Those right? odd, yep. And yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if the Delta Orlando has free breakfast, but I know the residents and you get free breakfast with your stay as well. And you can fit more people in a room. So that's yeah. a really good budget option. And it's close. It's in a great location and it's brand new. So that's awesome. I have stayed at both the Gaylord Palms property and the Orlando Marriott World Center. And I really like those. And those are way more reasonably priced for about the same amenities. In fact, I would say that the amenities in terms of resorts are better than the Swan, the Dolphin, and the Swan Reserve just because they have water parks and they have some really, really awesome options. There's a great golf course. So if your husbands love to golf, the Orlando World Center is a great option. Um, and those hover anywhere from thirty to 35,000 points a night. So those can be great options. You don't get the, you know, the Disney... The Disney magic of being right by Epcot and Hollywood Studios like you do with the deluxe properties, but you get as nice or nicer resorts mm-hmm. for quite a bit less points. And I like both of those. The water park at the Gaylord Palms is really fun for kids. Really, really, really fun. Might be a good option for a split stay. Yes. And they're actually really close. So I we've timed it. It's You can get from the Gaylord Palms to Hollywood Studios quicker than you can for about half of the properties inside of Disney World. So it's really close. They're right right at the exit. 
I want to ask Camry in general, do you have any tips for getting the most out of your Marriott points? I'm thinking about things like the fifth night free. Yes. So fifth night free, I will always, if I'm using points, I almost always try to book five nights because that fifth night free makes such a difference. I like to stack my free night award certificates. So like I said, my husband and I, we have like five to six free night award certificates between the two of us. And so, and because we got grandfathered in when the Marriott program changed. So we have some old Marriott cards that have those certificates as well. And so we use those. So I will book individual nights sometimes if I have to. So I'll use free night award certificate on this booking. And then the next one I'll do that. And then I love that platinum. I, to me, that makes such a difference. And I always do the math because Marriott is unlike Hyatt where the redemptions change and they're not always as good. I at times will do the math and I'll decide, is this a good spot for me to use my points or am I better off paying cash? So when we are going to be meeting up hopefully in Disneyland later this year, I was able to price match and get that brand new Viv portfolio hotel for like $150 a night, but on points, it would be 40,000 points a night. Oh, wow. So for me, I'm paying cash. I'm going to pay cash and I'm going to get that 20,000 um, and not the 20, I'm going to get the 21 times category multiplier because mm-hmm. the math it's, it's cheaper. It's better for me to pay the $150 a night than it is to spend the 40,000 points. So with Marriott, it's kind of a math game and you want to sit and you want to figure out what, what is the best option. So fifth night free always, you also can get points by just referring people to Marriott. So they don't even have to have a card or anything. If you just have someone like a family member, your husband or whatever, sign up for a Marriott Bonvoy account, you can get some points there. So I like to always do that. I always am pushing that. Um, so those are kind of my hacks, but math. I actually use math a lot when it comes to Marriott, <laughs> which isn't fun, but it, it can save thousands of dollars in the long run. All right. Um, I'm going to ask as somebody who prioritizes Hyatt. Yes. We love, we love our Hyatt as yes, most, of a lot course. Of travel hackers do. Would you say it's worth it for me to also work Marriott into my points earning strategy? Do you have any tips for that? Yes. So I, because I love to travel everywhere, not just Disneyland and Disney World, I think it is really important to have Marriott points because the global footprint is just so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, Marriott's program's changing all the time, and that's a little annoying. And Hyatt's redemptions just are better, almost always. But I think that you absolutely can work in a Marriott card, you know, every two years, and you can start building up a nice chunk of points that you can use for places like Egypt or Peru or things like that. So we're staying at a five-star resort in Peru in the middle of the Sacred Valley, and we're in our rooms would, would have cost us $600 a night. We're staying there for almost next to nothing, but points there cost less than the points would cost at the courtyard in Anaheim. So there's kind of this nuance of valuing what, what it is you and where you want to go. I actually prefer to use my Marriott points sometimes in like places like South America or Asia, Africa, because I can get more value there. Yeah. But, 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 but points are points and free is free. I think Mm -hmm. that it's so important to do both concurrently so that you're not just limiting yourself to destinations where there are Hyatt properties because that's that's limiting what and where you can see. Yes, I do like that it opens up so many more possibilities. For so, sure. Yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's a good 
I mean, you can only open a Marriott card every so often anyway. So yes. like you said, every 24 months, I mean, unless you can start with the two Amex, but then every 24 months opening a Chase Marriott card just to keep your stash going. And then maybe upgrading to the Ritz-Carlton and then yes. opening the Marriott card again, yes. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, and then, and, and you can get those Chase bonuses every 24 months as well. So you can, you can close a card and, and then reopen it. You can't with American Express. So once you get that Amex Brilliant bonus, you won't get that again. When you upgraded to the Ritz-Carlton card, you didn't earn points for that upgrade, right? No. In fact, okay. the Ritz-Carlton card is technically branded as a discontinued card. You can't even apply for it anymore. It, you, you can only upgrade to it. Okay. Nope. And you don't get any points with that upgrade. The Ritz-Carlton card, they do usually give out decent retention offers as well. Also, I saw that Nomad Loungers was posting that she gets offer email offers. And maybe I get these and I haven't noticed them. But she gets email offers from Marriott where it'll say, stay two nights and get two nights for your, I don't know, lots of little bonuses like yes. that. And then she takes advantage of those. Yes. Uh-huh. Do you do those too? I do do that when they come along. They don't always come along and they're not always guaranteed. But when we get like a good little bonus, we'll do that. Okay. okay, so Camry, we have a couple Disney questions we like to ask all our guests. Okay. Number one, what's your favorite Disney attraction? Okay, I don't have one. Can I give you like my top three? Is that okay? Sure. Okay, we'll so it. because I'm nostalgic, <laughs> right? I love nostalgia Disneyland. That like brings back my childhood. I love Peter Pan. I love the Alice in Wonderland ride. And I get, I'm a grown adult riding the kid rides. And I think they're <laughs> so fun. But the new Snow White ride there is so stinking cute. It's it so is. cute. So I like those ones, but I would say like my best, my favorite rides are either Rock and Roller Coaster or Guardians of the Galaxy. I the like music those. rides. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. I've heard the new Tron Roller Coaster is supposed to be a 10. I haven't been able to ride it yet though. So yeah, I don't know. Either. But I like roller coasters. So the big roller coasters are my favorite. Okay, fun. Yeah. Now, what if you could be any Disney character? Who would you okay. be and why? Okay, I had to think about this for a hot second. So my little one's been really sick. So we've been watching all sorts of Jungle Book. And I decided the other day I would be the snake. I'd be caught, okay, because I could hypnotize my children to do whatever the heck I wanted them to do. Because right now, <laughs> we are struggling with that at our house. So I'd be like, go to bed, and they'd go to bed, or clean up your freaking shoes, and they'd be cleaned up. So that is what I would be. Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. Mm -hmm.